0: Welcome to Marriage Mondays with the Kings. I'm Kenya. And I'm Shan. And, and we are, are the Kings. Kings.
1: Happy Monday, everybody. We hope and pray that you had an amazing Monday, that you enjoyed your day. And thank you so much, as we always say, for taking time out of your busy schedule to be right here with us on Marriage Mondays with the Kings. So we're going to go ahead and let you know that Marriage Mondays with the Kings is brought to you by our sponsors. We have Christian Humor 4 slash Inspiration. This is a group that is designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. If you're in a social media, please check them out simply by going to search them on Facebook at Christian Humor slash inspiration. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Prolific moves start here with Prolific Realty. Visit their website at www.prolificrealtors.com or call Alexis White at 254-702-5332. And then we have Hope, which is helping our patrons evolve. This is space for all veterans and their loved ones to come and feel like they're accepted and understood. Veterans around the globe suffer every day from a pain they cannot escape. Hope offers encouragement for those who are searching for a place to connect. Let us be your supportive resource as you travel along your journey. Hope is not for mental health services. For that, you will have to find a supportive mental health resource within your community or at your local Veteran Health Administration. For more information, please visit their website at hopeveteranstrong.com. And you always, you all who have been, you know, supporting us for a while know that we always start our show and open it with a word of prayer. So if you are able to safely do so and join in with us, we ask that you do. Most gracious Heavenly Father, thank you, dear God, for just being you, dear God. Thank you for yet another day. Thank you for being a keeper, a protector, and a provider, dear God. Thank you for all that you are doing in our lives, dear God. We come before you humbly as we know how, dear God, just giving you all glory, honor, and praise, Heavenly Father. Dear God, we come before you, dear God, lifting up those who are going through right now, dear God. We do not know, but you know, dear God. We ask that you would just come in like never before in their lives, dear God, that you would just touch, dear God, if there is sickness, dear God all the way from mental health health, um, illnesses all the way down to any sicknesses that they may have in their body, dear God. We're praying for those who have lost loved ones, dear God. We ask that you would just be with them right now, dear God, that you would just um, encamp your angels around them, dear God, that you would give them strength to make it through what it is that they are going through, dear God. Dear God, we lift up every marriage to you right now in the name of Jesus, asking that you will continue to just cover it, dear God, asking that each husband and wife, dear God, will join together and continue to allow you to lead their marriage, dear God, and not give way to the enemy dear God. Dear God, we are asking a special prayer for all the leaders of all the nations, dear God. We ask, dear God, that they will fall to their knees and seek guidance from you, dear God, not their wicked ways, dear God, or any of their ways, dear God, that may be not of you, dear God. We ask that they will pray to you and they will ask, dear God, you, how it is that they are supposed to lead your people. And that is in every capacity, dear God. Dear God, we ask a special prayer for tonight's show that you will be with me and Kenya, dear God, that you will speak through us, dear God, that a word may be said that will be a blessing to the hearer. Um, on tonight, Heavenly Father. Dear God, we continue to ask special prayer for Kenya and I as we do your will and your way. Dear God, that you will continue to cover our marriage and our family. Dear God, that you will continue to lead us as you see fit. Dear God, we pray and ask all these things in your darling son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen.
0: Amen. And our foundational scripture for the show is Matthew, the 19th chapter and the sixth verse. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God is joined together, let no one separate.
1: And our motto for Marriage Mondays with the Kings is helping to build stronger marriages, which lead to stronger families and stronger communities.
0: Views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This station holds no responsibility for the validity or accuracy of information on this show.
1: And please keep in mind that although we are counseling professionals, the information shared on our radio show is for ministry educational purposes only. Also note that topics discussed are reflective of supporters who contact us, desiring to have a deeper knowledge of these topics. No information is shared on our show based upon our counseling experiences. Topics are for the encouragement of marriages, families, and communities as God desires for us to minister.
0: So if you weren't able to catch us over the past two weeks, uh, we did a two-part series, and it was entitled, Who is Going to Take Care of You If and When? And basically what those um, sessions were about, if you will, uh, we were talking about getting ready, in a sense, for death. Who's going to take care of you at that point, you know, after you're gone and your belongings and the affairs that need to be put in order? So if you weren't able to catch those, and I will tell you that it was a good two-part yes, series. It was. Um, first, we just say thank you to those individuals that wrote in and gave us Uh, their thoughts on uh, that matter, Uh, the feedback that we got, and the individuals that just commented uh, after watching those two lives saying that they had not thought about that before, and they have to really be on their P's and Q's now to get some things in order. But if you want to catch up on not only those particular shows, but all the shows we have did, please go over to our website, www.MarriageMondays.com. With the Kings.com and once again be able to catch up on all of our past shows.
1: Yes. And so today's topic, when the world tries to make marriage shameful, that's what we're going to be talking about on today. When the world tries to make marriage shameful. And we don't have a question of the week with this. We generally present shows for those of you. I mean, come on, you're talking about almost five years in radio. We present shows that will make you think and topics that will make you think. And it's not for the edification of Kenya or I myself. It's just to um for it to strengthen marriages for us as married couples and those desire those who desire to be married one day.
0: Of course. And you know, with this topic when the world tries to make marriage look shameful, you know, we have to go back to the beginning. And when you go back to Genesis and you think about how the institution of marriage came about. It was an institution that God put together uh, for the purpose of uh, replenishing the earth, for the Mm -hmm. purpose of a man having a help meet and a woman having a help meet. Mm -hmm. And over the years, over the centuries, there's been so many things that individuals may say, hey, well, you know, marriage doesn't look like it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to understand that that is an intentional thing that is being done by the enemy because he doesn't want to see God's institution the way that it was designed Yes. to be able to flourish. Mm. We also have to understand this. When we have the title, uh, when the world tries to make marriage look shameful, that's a good title because we'll put a lot on the world. Yes. But what happens when you try to make marriage mm. look shameful? Come on, come on,
2: come on. Wow. Some
0: of us, is not always about the world and what's being presented to us. It's some of the things that we're doing ourselves that makes marriage look shameful. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to really dive off into that uh, tonight and we're praying and hoping that this is going to help some individuals and really take a deep, deep dive, not just surface level about this thing called marriage and why it's looking so shameful today.
1: Right, right. And so I'm just going to be honest, as I um, as I thought about this, it made me think about the, the Old Testament and just what Kenya was speaking about. So think about this. As he said, the world and and making it look shameful, but then at the same token, we ourselves are, are, are guilty in some aspects as well. But what I thought about was this: I thought about Adam, Eve, God, and the serpent in Genesis, in the book of Genesis. So, think about this, okay? So, like Kenya was saying, being a helpmate, God created um, Eve to be the helpmate to Adam, and things like that. And so, just kind of giving a synopsis of this part coming up to where we are, God gave them everything. Adam and Eve had everything until that good old serpent came in. And when the serpent came in and started spewing all these lies in Eve's ear, saying, well, you know, God don't want you all to eat from the the tree that he told you all not to because he don't want you to be like him. And see, that's what made me think about what Kenya just said. And then also tying in with tonight's topic. Sometimes when we are not thinking, we get easily taken out of God's will and God's way when it come to our marriage, marriage. So again, Adam and Eve, the serpent comes in the serpent tells Eve, these things Eve, it eats from the tree. Like she wasn't supposed to before eating from the tree, she didn't know she was naked. Now I'm going somewhere with this. Yeah,
0: both of them, really. Neither one of them. Yeah, she gave Adam the... uh, She
1: turned around and gave Adam the fruit, fruit, Mm -hmm. or whatever. We're not going to say the apple, because when you read the scripture, it wasn't an apple. Come on, somebody. (laughs) But anywho, she gave Adam the fruit, and then they realized they was naked. Now everything was glorious before they disobeyed God. Come on now. And so the serpent comes in. Well, Shan, where are you going with this? Because then, when they figured out that they were naked, they became Ashamed. That's where shame came into it. That's where shame messed up what it is that God, the Institute, what God had created to be a beautiful thing. Where I'm going with this is this we allow shame to come in. Now, when we was down on that altar, when we was in uh, with the justice of the peace, or wherever you got married, whatever it is that you done, whichever way that you committed your love to your husband, your wife, and y'all joined together and became one in front of God, that was such a beautiful thing on that day. I don't know too many married couples. Me and Kenya's been doing this radio show for about five years, and we've been talking about relationship, marriage, family, and everything, even before that. So I don't know too many. Uh, a male or female that go and get married. And it's a hot mess right there at the altar. Because usually when that's the case, they don't get married. They don't commit to marriage. So what shame are you allowing to be brought into your marriage? And that's where sometimes we really need to check the sources. We need to check ourselves. Eve should have checked herself because she should have listened to what Adam said and what God said and things like that. I'm not trying to blame nobody. I know people get kind of sensitive about that, but let's be real about the scriptures. Shame did not come in until they both did what God told them not to do. So when it comes to your own individual marriage and shame, is it shame there because maybe the husband or the wife is doing something that they ain't got no business doing? Or is it because you're listening to the ways of the world, i.e. the serpent, allowing things to be brought into your marriage. God did not create marriage to be shameful.
0: That's good. And, and I think um one thing we definitely got to get in the focus here uh when we talk about when the world tries to bring shame uh to marriage, how are you judging the standard of marriage?
2: Mm.
0: Are you looking at it from that mm. world view? Wow. Or are you looking at it from a biblical view? Mm. Now, now let's be honest. Everybody that gets married or considers marriage is not Christian.
1: That's true. That's so true. we're
0: supposed to hold a standard to show those individuals what it looks like. They may be won over because of that. Mm-hmm. Now, we also have to understand that people have the freedom of choice. That's you true. can do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Now, what you pay for later, that's between you and God. Mm-hmm. So as we go through this show today, by no means are we saying that we got it all right. By no means are we saying we're trying to judge individuals for what different types of relationships you may have been in, if you've been divorced or if you're currently going through something. Mm -hmm. Marriage is a test in itself.
2: Right. Right. Now,
0: how you go through that test is depending upon how your marriage learns, how it grows, and if your marriage uh, lives and sustains. Mm. So one of the things we have to get off, um, that we have to understand right off the bat, is start judging marriage by the right standard. Right. And I said earlier that, you know, marriage was designed for a number of different things. One, God said the man shouldn't be alone, so he made a help me.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: with that, we have to understand first and foremost that marriage ain't about self.
1: Right, right.
0: All too often what we're seeing a lot now through um, movies, TV, social media and different other things is that you have to be an individual when it comes to your marriage.
2: Mm. You
0: can have your individualism, but collectively you have to be two individuals becoming one. Right, right. And so marriage was meant for individuals to work together. That's why they call it help meets. Mm. The second thing is that God created marriage so that individuals could multiply. Mm. In, in other words, it was Adam and Eve. And he wanted them to be fruitful, multiply so they can replenish the earth.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And for a lot of individuals, they've kind of started this thing out now where it's like, well, you know, what if I don't want to have children? Right. Once again, individual choice. There's a lot of different ways to have children in the world today. But what we do a lot of times is say, you know what? I don't need a man for nothing. Mm-hmm. Technically, you need a man to have some kids.
2: Mm-hmm. Come on.
0: Come now, on. yeah, we know we got adoption and things of that nature, but the things that make marriage look shameful is a lot of the things that we say and that we've been taught to believe in from generations down the line that's hurt marriage. Mm-hmm. One of those things is when you hear women all the time saying that same thing, I don't need a man for nothing.
1: Right, because I was definitely taught that right. it hurt our marriage But 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 if,
0: but if you go all the way back to the beginning... If it wasn't for that rib, the woman wouldn't be here.
1: Mm, So do you still
0: not need a man?
1: Wow. I'm a
0: firm believer that men and women need each other. And I think we said this on the show before. There are some things about a man that he cannot teach to a female child. Mm -hmm. There are some things uh, that a woman cannot teach to a male child. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you can't raise the opposite sex, but there's just some things that men and women don't know about the opposite sex That is hard for them to do. That's why you need the other individual. Right. The third thing is we have to understand is marriage is also kind of made for pleasure. If you're going to be uh, fruitful and multiply, there has to be intimacy and pleasure uh, that's there. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing, and and I kind of tied it in with the, the first thing once again, marriage is about serving. Right. It's teaching you not to be selfish to your own ways and your own desires, but also taking care of someone else. Mm-hmm. See, if you learn as a baby, somebody had to feed you. And as you got older, you learn how to make your own plate. Mm-hmm. But how many times have you turned around and made a plate for somebody else?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When you wow. serve somebody, and when you work with your spouse, when the two are becoming one, you're serving each other. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand that correlation sometimes. See, sometimes when you go to parties and barbecues and things of that nature, you'll see a spouse say, baby, do you want me to uh, fix your plate? That's a form of serving, not mm-hmm. just in the fact of serving food, but they're serving their mate. Then you get those individuals say, I don't understand why he did He got two legs. He can go right, make his own right. plate. Oh, my God.
1: My God. My God. Come on. So mm.
0: how are you serving? Mm. See, if we're going to do this thing right called marriage and everybody's not going to get it right. I got that. We're all in this learning phase and we're going to have ups and downs and trials and tribulations. But can we keep shooting for the high calling that to not miss the mark? We keep shooting at the target so that we do hit center Mm -hmm. and a portion that is learning how to come out of yourself and start serving another individual.
1: Right, right. And, you know, is oh, my God. Okay, so the world, when the world tries to make marriage shameful. So this is what I was thinking about. And I'm just going to be real as we always do. Watch the naysayers because oh, yeah. Kenya just says something that's so true. So you have a, a a husband and a wife, right? And maybe in your household, the wife, because she was probably taught that, you know, and it's, hey, whatever goes on in your house, you, y'all you pay the bills. When the bills come to your address, what name are on those bills? Okay. So stay there with that. now with the naysayers. Okay. So Kenya just gave a perfect example of how the wife may serve the husband at a gathering, may fix his plate, but then you got heard as a naysayer. Oh, that couldn't be me because he got his own legs and his own arms and all that. So let me ask you that. Let me ask you this question for that naysayer and you, you all who are listening, especially here in the United States of America, for those who are around the world, it may be a different and that's okay. That's okay. But here in the United States, look at that naysayer and see what they look, their life look like, because I'm telling you in the 2021, I am living by and going forward you should know them by their fruits. And that's scripture. So while you have something negative to always say out of your mouth, what is that person's life looking like? What is that person's marriage looking like? Obviously, since they always got some negative to say, they followed the ways of the world because those who are following the ways of God will always try not to say be perfect, but will always try to speak life into others, especially when it comes to their marriage. Speak life and speak truth. Now, can you hit on something else? Self versus unit. Um, self versus unity is what I got. So when you are in a marriage, you can't constantly be thinking about yourself. I, I'm telling you, it irritates my entire soul. Some people haven't got there. I got it. Thank God me and Kenya didn't even start off on this note when we got married. But those who I was talking about, I, 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 mine, mine, mine. This is my car. This is my house. This is my this. I paid a bit. I do. It's always, but you're married it's always your verbiage is selfish because you don't hear we, our. That's how I'm not trying to knock anybody, but that's how you can tell when you got some maturity and some growth in your marriage. Me personally, when someone is, is purposing to speak life into myself, um, speak life into me and Kenya's marriage, they are sharing golden nuggets. They're sh- sharing words of wisdom, godly wisdom or whatever. I'm listening to the words that come out of your mouth first. That's where I'm at. How do you speak? When you speak, do you speak as if you are unified with your husband or your wife? I'm not talking about faking it. I'm talking about not only speaking it, but your fruits are showing it because it's a lot of people that this pandemic have showed you was faking before the pandemic, but the oil rose to the top. So shame because I am happy in my marriage. Now, listen, to this, listen here. Let me, let me talk to some married folks right now. We have all been through in our marriage, okay? There are some that are going through in their marriages right now. Some had maybe just got married. You don't want to even go down that road or whatever the case may be of all the negatives and whatever in your marriage. So you may be listening to Marriage Mondays with the Kings for words of wisdom and inspiration so you don't have to go down some of the roads that we've went through that God allowed us to be transparent to speak about. But this is what I'm going to say. When the both of you have come to a place of unity, When when more of God is seen in your marriage than the serpent, come on, somebody then and you've gotten to a place and worked hard where you are in your marriage do not be shameful of your marriage okay because our marriage i believe in my heart is a representation of god and it gives glory praise and honor unto god so if you have an amazing husband an amazing wife quit allowing the serpent in your ears some of y'all got serpents and let me tell you what your serpent look like that could be that church member down at the church this bitter that could be your coworker on a job that always got some negative to say. That could be your tacky behind family member that what is their fruits looking like? But they're always speaking doubt, fear, and negativity into your mind. But this is the thing. We can't get mad at the serpents that we allow to do it. And see, that's the thing because think about going back to Adam and Eve um, in Genesis 3. Think about this. When they got caught by God, okay, and what let me go on ahead matter of fact let me let me pull up the scripture for those of y'all who are taking notes because I was just um looking at the scripture Genesis chapter three verses eleven okay this is talking about the same thing when shame came in this is where shame came in God just asked them straight up, uh, who told you that you were naked who told y'all that y'all were naked Okay, and then this is where the blame start coming in. Oh, well, um, uh, uh, Adam even tried to throw it on God and say, well, this basically this woman that you gave me paraphrasing, she was the one. And then Eve trying to throw it on the serpent. But no, no, no. We got to take responsibility. We got too many serpents that are around us. We got too many serpents that that the enemy is using to divide and destroy our marriages. But guess what? We are allowing it to be done. So I would encourage you all to do an assessment of the naysayers and the serpents that you have around you. Are they known for speaking negativity and being divisive or are they known for speaking life and godly wisdom? Okay. It's time for us to do an assessment and evaluation. And then it's time for us to go into prayer because there may be some individuals that need to be removed so that way you can proceed with the way that God desires for your marriage to be. Because yeah, we could blame the world, and see. I'm gonna say this too, and I know Kenya got his his notes. He got some things he need to say. But this is one of the things I was thinking about when it came to tonight's topic. You have singles, let's be real, not all singles, but I have personally heard singles as, oh, that couldn't be me. Oh, I wouldn't want to be married. Oh, that's like, I'm happy I don't have to check in with somebody every time I go somewhere. They make it seem like it's a bad thing, but secretly they want to be married because they are tired of being lonely. And then you got people who are married. Come on, I'm gonna talk about y'all too. People who are married that you see your single friends and family members and whomever, church members or whatever, people on your job that's out living a best life for a soul they make it seem, and so you uh yep, no, and you talking bad and talking down to singles, well when you gonna get married, When are you gonna do? How about everybody mind their business and we move and operate in god's time so that's where shame come in too, because you got single people who talking negative about marriage, and then you got some married people who's talking negative. And talking down to the singles. How about we do this? Singles, you live your life, you see God and different things like that. Quit trying to cast shame on married folks for being married and willing to go through the trials and the tribulations they got to go through to make it right. And how about you speak instead of casting shame saying, I'm lonely. I wish I had me somebody. I wish I was uh, a married or whatever the case may be. And then married folks. Quit putting your mouth on singles. How about you mind your business and what's going on in your household or not going on and allow God to come in and do what God needs to do. That's what how shame is looking like in the world today because everybody want to talk about everybody else. Won't you go ahead and I highly encourage and recommend pull out that piece of mail that just came in the mail today and see who last name on it. That's who you should be worried about. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: That's good. And, you know, one of the things I think and one of the ways that the world tries to make marriage look shameful, um, we got to get this mentality out of our minds of throwing out the baby with the Mm bathwater. You know, if you've ever heard that cliche before, it's kind of saying that if you got one problem kind of tied in with something else, if you throw the problem out, uh, the good parts of that. Uh, get thrown out as well. Right. And so when we say don't throw out the baby with the bathwater in this particular view, when we're talking about marriage and making it shameful, see, sometimes people are doing that exact same thing. Just because you went through a bad marriage doesn't mean somebody else has to. Right, right,
1: right, right.
0: So you shouldn't be running around saying, girl, I wouldn't get married if I was you because when I was married, I put my trust in a man and this is what happened. Mm. You know, homie, I, I wouldn't do that because you get married. When I got married, I got tied down. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So you're throwing out the baby with the bathwater. If marriage didn't work for you, deal with that. Be mm. able to move on.
2: Right. Because
0: this is the thing that I really liked about it. My wife was breaking this down because I was I was planning on doing that as well. Sorry. No, when <laughs> when you went through that when Adam and Eve went through that whole phase of, hey, there's the um tree in the midst of the garden. We shouldn't eat from it. Eve it talks to the serpent. Serpent talks her into getting it. She gives it to Adam. Now they both sitting up there blaming everybody and their mama about what went on except right, for them to right. God didn't throw them out with the bath water. Mm. It hmm. says later on down in verse 21, it says, the Lord made garments of skin for Adam and his wife. In other words, even though they did wrong, he still put things on them to protect them from the elements. So when are you going to start putting your clothes on? Mm, If if you're saying that your marriage is shameful, if you made marriage shameful in some way, it's time to repent, move on that, put your clothes on so that you don't get hit by the elements again and go about your business. Mm -hmm. Leave the serpent alone. When you recognize him, know what he's made of. Mm. But all too often, we just want to throw marriage away because we hit a bump in the road. And guess what? In a sense, That's what marriage is all about. Right. Why? Because Adam and Eve hit a bump in the road. Right. Right off the bat. Mm. But they were still able to have children.
2: Mm -hmm. They
0: were still able to have a lineage. So we can't throw out the baby with the bathwater. The other thing that I want to talk about is the reason why marriage gets so shameful sometimes is because we make it easy uh, uh, to get divorced.
2: Mm, yeah. See
0: back in the forties, fifties, and sixties. And I know it was a different time then. Mm-hmm. I understand it's a different generation, but people got married and regardless of some of the things that they went through, they stayed with each other. Right Now I'm not trying to say that if you're being, uh, abused abused. in any type Mm -hmm. of way or something that you stay with that individual. But there was a lesson to be learned there. Mm -hmm. A part of it was long suffering. Mm -hmm. A part of it was that knowing that when I said I do, I took them vows very seriously. So for richer or for poorer, for better or for worse, for sickness and in health. And nowadays, when one of them things gets touched upon, we gone. You know, I said mm-hmm. for richer or for poorer, but I was hoping for the richer. Mm. I said in sickness and in health, but I was really hoping for the health. So when I get sick, hey, I ain't got time to be taken to some lonely, sick woman. I got to go out there and live my best life. Mm. So wow. we got to we gotta get to that point where we don't just make excuses as a way to get out of marriage. And in a lot of states, they've made it so easy to get, a, to get divorced. And it's okay to say, okay, well, you know what? This ain't working out one, two, three years in, bye.
1: Right, right.
0: I'm just going to start over and do it over again. Mm. In some states, they make you wait at least a year
2: yeah, before they true.
0: even can start. Yeah, you file for it. We're going to make you wait a year. Then we start the proceedings. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that was the thing that, that they started to say, um, let's capitalize off this in some way. I think it was done to say, hey, you may want to really think about this.
1: Mm-hmm. And now they're they doing a lot of capitalizing. Right. Let's
0: just be honest. Yeah. Take some time. Think about it. Is this honestly what y'all want to do? Is it time for y'all to go to counseling or is it time to be apart part to see if you miss each, other, miss each other? Whatever the case may be. But in some states, they've made it so easy and people want it that way. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And anybody that has been through some things will tell you. If you've had to fight for something, if you had to work to the bone for it, you appreciate it much more right. when you've had to fight for it come and on. earn it than if it's just easily given to you or thrown away.
2: Come on, come on. So
0: we got to make sure that we're just not making a divorce acceptable. It's just making it as an excuse when we marry someone and they do something that we don't particularly like
2: mm-hmm. or we
0: don't want to find it, uh, fall in and, and uh, fall up under the headship of someone mm. that all of a sudden we say, well, I don't want to be married to you. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: then the last thing that I got... Uh, is this uh, in earlier generations, uh, marriage was looked at as an invested interest for mm. both parties.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Nowadays, it's become more of a single individual thing. Right. And you can you can tell it right off the bat when you start talking about singles getting married, and someone says, "Well, what do you bring to the table?"
1: Right. Right. I need
0: you to have this, 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 that, and the other. I remember back in the day when people didn't have two nickels to rub together, but in the end they had something because they worked together to get it. And they
1: had each other too. And they had each other. Mm -hmm. And it
0: wasn't about the fact that one person had a job and the other person didn't and one person trying to control that person. Mm -hmm. I remember there was times when I saw individuals that were married, the man went to work, the woman stayed home with the children and she cooked and cleaned and did those things. When the man got home, he took care of the things around the house that he needed to take care of, but the money went straight to the woman.
2: Mm -hmm. And
0: she wasn't out buying Fendi, Prada, and all this other stuff. What she was doing was making sure them (laughs) bills got paid paid away. Yes. And when we talk about squirreling away money, she mm-hmm. wasn't hiding it from her husband. She was just keeping a little bit to the side so that if they ever fell on hard times, they had a little something to fall back mm-hmm. on. Of savings. So mm. sometimes we need to go back to some of them old ways. Now, what works for you in your marriage works for you. But sometimes we need to take a look back in history because you know, history repeats itself.
2: Mm-hmm. We
0: need to look at that and say, what is it that I need to learn from that, that I may be able to apply in my own marriage so that I don't bring shame right. to marriage.
1: Right. Hmm. And you know, I was sitting up thinking, okay, so when it comes to marriage, we have all heard, I'm sure at some point, that marriage has its ups and downs. Now, as the two become one scripture um, In that, sometimes because you got two individuals, now see people think, yeah, the two become one when you get married, you say, I do, you intertwine, different things like that, have your different ceremonies where you exchange and do ceremonial things. But the thing is this, when the two become one, even after you say, I do, you still working together to be a better one, to be more in, in unity with each other. So with that being said about marriages having ups and downs, soon as you get married, Please know, and this ain't for everybody, we're not trying to speak negativity over your marriage or whatever the case may be if you guys are engaged, but this is what I want you to consider. Every marriage has its ups and downs because all marriages are not a one size fit all and it takes different processes for the two individuals to truly begin to gel and operate and work together as one the way that God is designed for it to be. With that being said, do not allow anybody in the world, any naysayer or serpent, that's what I'm going to call them, to tell you, see, I told you you shouldn't have got married because blah, blah, blah. Me and Kenya has talked about this in the past almost five years of this show. The thing is, we... I had somebody tell me that when it came to my husband. Do not get married or whatever. And see, this is the thing. When you know something is of God, come on, somebody. That's the big difference. Now you get married because self want to get married so you can benefit and go live with this man and he going to take care of me. And I'm tired of being broken, doing it all by myself and all that. You got some selfish undertone, if you will, that's in that. So I'm not talking about that. I'm not speaking about that. I'm speaking about when you know God is in it. When God is the one that said, this is supposed to be your husband, or this is supposed to be your wife. When God is in it, shame is nowhere to be found. Okay. And so for the married folks, let me ask this question. Are you ashamed of God? Okay. Are you ashamed of how God bless you because guess what? You go to social media, baby. Everybody and their mama, oh, God just blessed me with a new car. God just blessed me with a new house. And if that's what God did, then you put that out there. But how many married folks say, God and bless me with an amazing husband? How many married folks and they said God and bless me with an awesome marriage? Only time you really ever see that, especially let's use social media as an example, is when it's somebody's anniversary. But then for to the, just speak out the blue, now I was about to call out one of our old church friends or whatever. He's really good for saying this is my beautiful wife. I love her. She is amazing. Um I babe, I love the way she took care and raised our girls and different things like that. There are some men, you know, that I see do that. There are some wives that I say, just just because, it's a just because. And the reason why I say all this is because we're not ashamed of everything else that God is doing in our life. We boldly put that out there. We boldly say that God has done it and God has blessed us. But when it comes to our marriages, we be quiet. Okay, when it comes to our marriages, we only put out there maybe on an anniversary that hey or maybe on his or her birthday uh or whatever the case may be. We'll put that out there, and we're not ashamed. But when it comes to our marriage, I hear a lot of married people say, "Well, well, I don't really put my business out there." That's not putting your business out there. But you can post about a new car, house, and all that other stuff. You ain't got to put everybody not called to be the kings to put their business out there. Like God has allowed us to do it, we're not putting our business out there for us, but it's so others can be glorified. Because see, this is what I taught was taught growing up in the church. What I was taught was this: when God brings you through something. Then you don't just, yeah, you're going to have your moments where you give God glory and praise. You're not going to have no shame attached to that. Um, You're going to put it out there, profess that of what God has brought you through. But what we're supposed to do is help others get through it as well. Not everybody, how God leads us, we're supposed to help others. So us being married individuals, we should be willing to put, I should be saying it all over social media, how in love you are with your husband, your wife. I wish I would. And this is what I wrote down. I wish I would be ashamed of my husband, Kenya King. I wish I would be ashamed of all the things that he has done for me and what he's done for our family and the sacrifices that he makes as a husband. Although he's not perfect. He, tries his best to line up with the Word of God and how the the Word of God says a husband should be to his wife and how a father should be to the children and different things like that. I wish I would the devil is a liar. I would not do that, and so what I encourage just as marriage married individuals to do. Is no, when you walk in with God, when you know that you believe in God, you step out on faith that God would do a thing in your marriage, your marriage will become better. And now your marriage is better. We got through this whole, I'm going to say got through because we still kind of in the, the pandemic or whatever, but there was, a, come on, y'all, let's think back. Let's think back to 2020. 2020 is a blur to me. How many people were checking out of their marriages so quick just because of the quote unquote lockdown and they had to be right there with their husband or their wife and they couldn't take it being under the same roof with them. Oh, I got to run back to work. I can't do this. This is some of the things that people were saying on social media. I can't be around my children because, oh, I, 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 somebody convicted in your spirit right now. Or are you mad at the Kings of what we are seeing? It is time for us to get back to God. In our marriage, because when we are going after the things of God, shame is nowhere in there. I haven't seen anything in regards to shame that was brought upon because of something that God has done. God is glorious, God is merciful, God is amazing, God wants the best for us. So, why are we walking around in shame? Because God gave us an amazing marriage that we have been through some things in our marriage. Come on, because no marriage is perfect, and we are in a good place. Why would we not want to be giving God the glory and why well, I don't want to make nobody feel bad? What? What are you talking about? To God be the glory. So that's what we should be doing, giving God glory.
0: Yeah, that, that is a good point. And I think for a lot of individuals, what they have to understand is that um, the way God instituted marriage And you saw that Adam and Eve had issues right off the bat. You should expect to have those issues, too. But in the end, once again, God gets the glory. And you can read countless scriptures in the Bible where individuals were trying to have children, couldn't have children, had Mm -hmm. children when they were 90, 100 some years old. Mm -hmm. But they gave God the glory at the end. It's all about giving God that glory for your union. Mm -hmm. And so with that, I I want to kind of take a detour for a minute. I want to talk to the singles just for a minute. Okay. And once again, dealing with this topic, when the world tries to make marriage shameful. Mm. Singles, I want y'all to really be able to listen to this. Uh, Sometimes people make marriage shameful by the way they present marriage to singles.
1: Now, that's a good point.
0: It's Hmm. the way it's presented to singles. Mm. Now, I'm going to start off right here, and then I'm going to kind of move forward. Okay. See, sometimes we have to understand singles marriage isn't for everybody. Yep. The word says that. Yeah. So if you are single and you have issues about getting married or you're not ready for it, you're not mature enough for it yet, that's okay. Right. You wait for that season, then you walk into that season. When God tells you. When God tells you. You Mm -hmm. know, Matthew, the 19th chapter, uh, starting at the 11th verse, it says, but Jesus said, not everyone is mature enough to live a married life, hmm. it requires a certain aptitude and grace. Marriage isn't for, for everyone. everyone. Mm-hmm. Some from birth seemingly never get married at all. Others never get asked or accepted. And some decide not to get married for kingdom reasons. But if you're capable of going into the largeness of marriage, do it.
1: Right, right.
0: And that's for that own individual to examine themselves and decide what they want to do. Mm. So married folk can't be pushing everybody to try to get married. Hmm. I said it before. A lot of times I've been to a lot of different churches and they got a singles ministry and it's really really a dating service.
1: Mm you remember i show with the singles and yeah, that's what they said don't yeah. do
0: that <laughs> and, and you're trying to force marriage upon individuals and sometimes they're just not ready for that they got to come into their own timing of right, that. right 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 the, the other thing that i want to talk to about that and the, and the reason why shame is put on marriage is sometimes we do that has married individuals to singles in this manner
2: mm.
0: you get a young male He's out there doing everything he wants to do, being a player.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We don't say nothing about that once he changes his life around. We say, oh, he finally settled down and he's trying to be right, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. But then when a the female is all out there doing what she wants to do and then she tries to get settled down the matter, well, how did she end up with a good man after she was out there blanking around?
1: Being loose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And so instead of giving them people the grace that they deserve for putting aside, their childhood ways and becoming Mm -hmm. a man or a woman and being mature enough to handle a marriage, we start talking down to them right off the bat. So how is that helping them grow? Mm.
2: Mm -mm -mm. And then
0: we wonder why singles nowadays don't want to get married. Right. Because it's a lot of them. They say, I'd rather
1: just be by myself. But what are we showing them married
0: folks? That's it. That's it. Sometimes you have to understand Single individuals, younger individuals are not dumb. Mm, at all. Sometimes they've been small enough to watch you do some of the stuff when you were in your 20s and 30s and 40s, and now they're in their 20s and 30s. you trying to tell them not to do the stuff that you you already did, and they watched you do it. Right, right, right. And it's nothing wrong with saying, don't do this. We learn from that. But when you're hypocritical, that's something different.
1: Yeah, you won't tell them about your stuff, but you try to get on them about their stuff. Yeah,
0: you know, <laughs> um, and I'm just going <laughs> to use right. it as an example because okay. I know people grow Old.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's in the Bible where it says in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. you shouldn't get a tattoo.
2: Right.
0: I understand we're living in the New Testament, but I've seen women and men in church sitting there talking about how teenagers and young adults shouldn't be getting tattooed all over their body. If you do, you're going to hell in a handbasket and this, yes. that, and other. And then if you mess around and go to the gym and see them with their shirt off, guess what they got all over their body?
1: Tattoo. It's just under the shirt. Yeah.
0: Now you can ask for forgiveness. I got that.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: got a tattoo. Mm-hmm. When I see people and they ask me, do you have to? Yeah, I do. What does the Bible say? Yeah, the Bible says this. I did it according to the Old Testament. It's not supposed to be right. I asked God for forgiveness. I ain't got no other tattoos. Mm -hmm. But all too often, we end up being hypocritical when it comes to marriage. And that puts shame on it because you go sit here and tell me one thing, but you're going to do something else. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. And so we
0: have to understand that, that we put a lot of stress on singles for that reason.
2: Mm, mm, and we
0: can't put stress on them. We need to be able to teach them. We need to be able to mold them uh, in that manner. The other thing that we have to take a look at as well is that the the focus of marriage has been changed. Mm, At at one point, the focus of marriage is about relationship.
1: Mm.
0: Now the focus of marriage is about what I can get. True. That's true. You know, and it's not, everybody's not that way. I I should say some of the focus for some individuals is what I can get. Right. See, I want to get to this point where I have a a, a certain dollar amount on a house and a car and this, that, and that. I can't get that by myself. But if I can meet a man or a woman that's part of the way there, or already there, then I'm willing to get into that for uh, the benefits, but not for the relationship. Mm -hmm. See, a lot of us have benefits. A lot of us have money and stuff, but a lot of us don't have a relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. And so, what we have to understand is that focus needs to change. Right. And with that, we also have to understand this, and I'm going to flip it back over to my wife real quick. There are different world views on marriage. That's true. Depending on that where you're true. from, yes. uh, how you were yeah. raised, maybe even your religious belief, your view may be very different. Mm-hmm. And that is no knock on anyone because you can't help how you were raised, the things you were taught, things of that Culturally, nature. Culturally, yes. Culturally. Mm-hmm. So, in some cultures, it's all about the relationship.
2: Mm-hmm. In
0: some cultures, it may be for economic gain or partnership. Right, They look and say, well, you know what? We're going to let this young lady marry into this family because this family has money. Mm-hmm. He's able to take care of this family. And then guess what they also do? They start taking care of the family for... The, the spouse, the female comes from.
1: Right. So they didn't notice. Me. Right. So
0: it's an economic thing. Mm-hmm. And then in some places, it's for religious purposes. Right. It ain't about who you were attracted to and who you thought you was going to be with. They've already picked your person out because of your religious beliefs and say you have to get married to this individual. Mm-hmm. And we see that around the world in a lot of different ways. So when we think about how um, marriage may be looking shameful, we also have to consider the fact that culturally... It may be different for other individuals and we have to right. respect those cultures uh, as well.
1: Mm-hmm. But see, this is what I was sitting up thinking, too. We got to be careful. This is, to me, where the shame come in. Um, so naysayers and serpents.
0: Uh, she said serpent.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm calling mm-hmm. them now. I didn't, I didn't rename them. So naysayers, for all the naysayers and serpents out there, be careful. Of putting your mouth on what God has instituted. Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to say that Mm. right. I'm going to say that again for the people in the front, back, and side to side. Be careful, naysayers and serpents, for putting your mouth on what God has instituted. This goes for those of us in the church. And I'm not talking about the four walls. I'm talking about the body of Christ, okay? Okay. Us being the church. Um, and some of y'all catch that, some of y'all is gonna go over your head, but those of us in the church and those who are outside of the church, be careful of putting your mouth. See, it made me think about the scripture that says, Touch not thy anointing and do my prophet no harm. See, in the church building, we are very good for spewing that scripture out because you don't want nobody to talk about you, so you add uh, that that, that and you putting it out there in the wrong way, okay. But I'm going to bring it back to, around to what God put on my heart to say. You be careful because you don't know what God is doing in somebody's marriage. You don't know what God is doing in somebody's life. And what we have a bad habit of doing is casting shame on others. Come on, because we think we we think of ourselves more than what we are. That's funny because I, I just talked about that last week on Marriage Mornings with the Queen. If y'all join me live, stop thinking because that's what God gave me. Stop thinking of yourself more of what you are, okay? We need to get to what God desires for us to be. And so for those of us who was raised up, for those of us who are new to Christ and whatever the case may be, for those of us who actually get into the scriptures and rightly divide the word of to, uh, truth, the scriptures, what we're supposed to be doing is praying for one another. We ain't supposed to be putting our mouth on, come on, where do you see that in the Bible where it say you go and you put your mouth on somebody else? We are supposed to be praying. So for those of you who call yourself a follower of Christ, the child of the most high God, Pray for somebody else instead of putting your mouth and and helping by being a serpent and a naysayer or further casting shame, okay? Because if you look at your own fruits, honey, what is your marriage looking like? And the reason why a lot of people are in other people's business, I don't know. God has allowed me to say this. I ain't even had this wrote down in my notes. But the reason why a lot of people's in other people's business and in other people's marriages is because your stuff is messed up. Mm, because true. when your stuff is right, when you got your house in order, the way the word of God says, sweep around your own front porch. But come on now, because... Uh, the old folks used to say, sw- this was old folks, it wasn't scripture, it was old folks to say, sweep around your old front porch before you try to sweep around mine. The scripture say, before you try to take the, the splint out of mine, take the plank out of yours. Okay. So that's, let me get that right in saying that. But the thing is we are allowing. So what does your fruits look like? Because like I said, those who things are going right and you are allowing God to be in the midst of your marriage and you're not just existing, come on somebody. Because when you existing in your marriage, you got time to talk about everybody else and what they doing in their life but when you uh walk in with God you don't have time for that. So these are things that you need to consider. So ask yourself, are you one of those naysayers and serpents? If you are that you are casting shame on other people and everything like that because your own life and marriage is messed up, then you fall down to your knees and you get it right and you ask God for forgiveness and don't do it no more.
0: Oh well, that's that's a really good point. And you know um one of the reasons why marriage gets brought shame uh from the world is once again, people not understanding the importance of two individuals becoming one. Mm, true. So a lot of people will put the focus on the singleness. And we said before, there's nothing wrong with being single. Right. Uh, some people not ready for that. They're not mature enough or they just make up their mind. They don't want to be married. That's that's fine and dandy. But for a lot of individuals, they have a mindset is when I get married... I'm losing something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And ask yourself this question. We took you all the way back to Genesis when God said it's not good for, for a man to be alone. If God thought that you were supposed to lose something in marriage, he would have never gave you a helpmeet. Because mm. mm. when he saw all the other animals had a mate, hey, it ain't good for this man to be by himself. I don't need him to take a loss. I want him to take a win. I'm going to give him a gain. I'm going to give him a help meet. Mm -hmm. So when you're getting married, you're not losing on that end. You're picking up someone that's supposed to help you. You're supposed to work together. Mm -hmm. The other thing we have to take a look at is when you get married, you're supposed to gain responsibility. Right. Not only are you responsible for yourself now, now you got to look out after that spouse as well. Mm-hmm. And then guess what happens when children come along? You got a responsibility of taking care of them from a natural perspective and also a spiritual perspective. That's true. So it makes you gain that responsibility. It also teaches you not to be selfish. And we talked about that before. You have to serve. You're serving your wife, your husband, you're serving uh, children. It causes your attitude to change. Mm-hmm. It is no longer about Me, it's about we. Right. Come on, somebody. Come on.
2: Mm, mm, I
0: can't mm. just run out here and buy eight, nine hundred dollars worth of clothes because I want to look good and go to the club. I might spend them eight hundred, nine hundred dollars on rent because I ain't living in a little apartment no more. I got a house I gotta take care of. I got miles I gotta fill. I got bills and things that I have to pay.
2: Mm. And
0: then the last thing I'm gonna say on that part is you have to understand that when you gain that spouse, you're gaining. The beginning of a foundation.
1: That's true. When
0: you're getting married, you don't want to bring shame right off that. You want to make a good foundation. That's why we don't build our houses in sand. Mm-hmm. Now, from mm-hmm. a biblical mm-hmm. perspective, we're looking at that about the, the natural structure of a house. Mm-hmm. But when you think about it and uh, and kind of apply that to a marriage, you don't want to uh, build your foundation on sand because it's not going to be stable. Mm. Hmm. You want to get a good foundation where it can be able to withstand the wiles of the enemy, when right. it can withstand those individuals that are trying to bring shame to marriage, especially when individuals out there running their mouth about what's going on in your house and they don't know. Come called rumor control. On. Oh,
1: come on, come on. Hmm. Wow.
0: That's what we have to learn how to do. So we have to go into marriage thinking not about shamefulness, but about gaining. Mm. about being a creation that God established and he wants it to be able to flourish. God wants to bless you in your marriage. Right. But the thing we have to understand is in order to keep marriage respectable, we can't shame it.
2: Mm -hmm. And when
0: we want it to be respectable, when we want to be blessed, we have to be able to open our hands up so that we can receive.
1: Right.
0: You know, if I got a, a $20 bill and I want to give it to a homeless individual, or I want to give it to a person just walking down the street because God says, I want you to bless this individual. Mm-hmm. If they never open their hands, they can't receive. That's true. So at what point are you going to open your relationship? You're going to open up your mind. You're going to open up your hands so that God can pour in you and bless you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Everybody, I guarantee you, everybody probably has some shameful event. That has happened in their marriage. Right. They've been shamed in some shape, form, or fashion. But you know what? Shame is a trick of the enemy mm. because they want you to, the enemy wants you to focus more on that shame than on the forgiveness that you deserve. Yeah. The forgiveness that God has for you. To say, yeah, somebody may have messed up, but then I'm going to dress you up, then I'm going to bless you up, and we're going to keep pulling you up mm. because shame only pulls you down. And that's mm. what the enemy wants you to do. And see, Adam and Eve, uh, along with God, they're in the midst uh, of the garden, they had it right. Right. The, the devil says, hey, go ahead and eat this. You could be just like God. Hmm. And then when they ate it, they started feeling shameful because they wouldn't heed it. Right. Now, if they would have stayed hid and never answered to God when he was calling to them, they would have never got to the point where he could have put clothes on them and tell them to go ahead and be fruitful and multiply. And they went on about our lives. Mm-hmm. See, that's the part that I want people to get. There are a lot of people that are still hiding in their shame.
2: Right.
0: God already God. knows. He's already seen it. He doesn't hate you. He hates the act. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to shame and marriage and what the world does, we just need to go ahead and ask God for forgiveness. Put that thing out there and then go ahead and walk your walk. Right. That right. God intended for you to have. Right. We got to quit following behind these things that we see on movies and TVs and reality TV shows about marriage and stuff. That's not marriage.
1: Mm-mm, at all.
0: That, that's scripted.
1: Right. That's yeah. to get ratings. And a lot of it is business. That's it. People get married to further business. That's
0: And what we have to understand is God ain't about trying to advertise uh, no marriage. He put Adam and Eve together. He didn't have uh, the real housewives of the Garden of Eden. Come on, somebody. I know that's right. He had Adam and Eve. Eve ends up being the mother of all living, and they went on about their way. Their lineage was set before them. Mm -hmm. But we're all caught up. Well, you know, I'm not happy in my marriage. I needed to make it to look like so-and-so on TV. You ain't so-and-so on TV. Right. But if you line up your marriage with the word, if you line it up with some good things, with grace and mercy and forgiveness and joy and treating your spouse and loving them like Christ loved the church, that's a whole new social media campaign that nobody can't even touch. They can't touch it. So, you know, I don't do this often. There's a few things on social media that I'll do for challenges when it comes to suicide and veterans and things of that nature. I'll put a challenge out there to individuals. Why do we have to run around and do all these social media challenges? Why don't we marry up and do a marriage challenge? And let's not make marriage shameful.
1: Right, right, right. Let's Mm. not
0: make marriage shameful. Mm.
1: That's true.
0: Let's get before God and say, I need you to be in the center of my marriage. I need you to bless my marriage. I need you to show me how to do this, that, and other. Mm -hmm. I need you to forgive me for whatever I may have said, done in the past. Help me to move forward because guess what? That's what God does.
1: Right, right. He could
0: have wiped Adam and Eve out off the face of the earth right then and there, Mm -hmm. but he loves us too much. Mm -hmm. And if you really love someone, I'm not saying you have to stay there um, in the midst of abuse and things of that nature, but sometimes we just got to wipe the sin away, put our clothes on, and go on about our business. Right. Because the enemy wants the marriage to f- to fail.
1: That's true. That's
0: God true. wants it to flourish.
1: Mm. And so I just want to encourage, you know, married individuals. That's that's what this show is about. Don't walk in shame. Do not walk in shame. I had even wrote down this. For those of you who were married before, and this is, you know, a caveat in what Ken said. For those of you who were married before and the marriage didn't work and it ended in divorce and whatever the case may be. Don't walk around in shame. You know, what I would encourage, and I know, you know, for some of you who not know, I've never been through a divorce, but I would encourage this. There is a such thing in counseling called grieving your divorce, okay? Especially the longer that you've been married. But what that means is you you go to counseling, you're actually processing and going through the things in regards to your divorce. Um, I would just encourage you to, you know, identify the things and this may take counseling to do this, but identify the things that may have went wrong. Some of the things that your ex spouse did, some of the things that you've done, some of the things that you could potentially do better if you desire to be married again, you know, and different things, whatever you do, just don't walk around in shame and don't allow yourself to become a naysayer or a serpent that is further casting shame on the institution of what it is that God has created. So with that being said, married folks, If you know without a shadow of a doubt that God has blessed you, you know that you all have been through in your marriage, but God has um, answered prayer and allowed you all to come out on the other side and everything like that. Do not um, keep that to yourself. Let's start showing the world because we have the power. Um, Us being children of the most high God have the power. So let's start showing the world how beautiful this thing called marriage is, even though it didn't always look like that. But come on now, let's not just put it out there on our anniversary and whatever the case may be just for likes and shares. Let's actually walk this thing out.
0: Definitely. And just the last thing I want to go through here. I want to read the uh, thought of the week and it comes from Michelle Bachman and it says marriage was created by the hand of God. No man, not even the Supreme Court, can undo what a holy God has instituted. Come and on. once again, that comes from Michelle uh, Bachman. Mm, and mm, one mm. thing I want to add here right at the end, I was looking up some things on the internet doing research, and I saw an individual wrote something, and it kind of reminded me of, a, of an analogy that I heard before. And it was like, marriage is like a couch. Hmm. Marriage, marriage is like a couch. Like a couch. Sometimes it can be well-stained because it's made from the right material, microfiber. It can resist almost anything that you can throw it at as long as it becomes more comfortable with time. Mm -hmm. So God has to be that microfiber Come on, You have to understand that sometimes we may have a couch That it has a susceptibility to get stained But when grandma didn't want you on her uh, good couch She put some plastic on it What are you going to put on your couch to protect it? Mm -hmm. When that couch gets old and saggy You don't have to throw it out Sometimes you just got to touch it up And put some uh, material Mm -hmm. back up Mm -hmm. in there And it's Mm -hmm. still the same thing Sometimes you may have to put new covering on it My wife and I had a couch from the time that we got married until what 2013 or so,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that couch still looked good because we cleaned it. We took care of it. When the springs popped out, I went down and put new springs back in it. That's what marriage is all about.
2: Right, it's right. all
0: about replacing the parts that may break or wear out. Not necessarily go out and get a new couch. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's still the same couch, same in the same purpose. But we have to learn how to do that in our marriages.
1: Right. So, Marriage Mondays with the Kings was brought to you, is brought to you by our sponsors. Um, we have Christian Humor slash Inspiration. This is a group that's designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. If you're on a social media, please check them out simply by going to search them on Facebook at Christian Humor 4 slash Inspiration. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Prolific Moves Start Here with Prolific Realty. Visit their website at prolificrealtors.com or call Alexis White at 254-702-5332. We have Helping Our Patriots Evolve. This is a space for all veterans and their loved ones to come and feel like they're accepted and understood. Veterans around the globe suffer every day from a pain they cannot escape. Hope offers encouragement for those who are searching for a place to connect. Hope is not for mental health services for that you will have to find a supportive mental health resource within your community or at your local. Veteran Health Administration. For more information, please visit their website at hopeveteranstrong.com. We want to ask that you all join us back next Monday, November the 8th, as we discuss parentified child, how it affects marriage. The question of the week, how many of you all are guilty of this? What we encourage you all to do is get off right now and go and find the definition of parentified child. So you know what we're talking about. Trust me, it correlates. So feel free to follow and communicate with us if you have any marriage questions or topics that you would like to be discussed And by visiting our website, Contact us using the contact us tab at marriagemondayswiththekings.com. Thank you so much for joining us. And we will be back with you next Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And as always, keep it locked right here on KRGN 98.5 FM, The
2: The Rock. Rock.